Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star, double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space, herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Starcrest. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss The Fantastic Four from 1994, a fantastic movie about the Fantastic Four from the fantastic year of 1994, like I just said. <laughs> just felt like overdoing the, doing it this time. <laughs> My name is Eba. <laughs> My name is Linnea. So, this is a uh, movie based on a comic book, and it was never released intriguing right and the version that we both uh, watched is on youtube and it is um, abysmal to say the least (laughs) Uh, and i talk about the quality Uh, we'll get into the movie itself but the quality isn't great and um, i don't think either of us has found any better version really i don't think it's available so yeah it is what you I, get so. i doubt it yeah i doubt it yeah. even exists yeah right so um, it's it's on a tape somewhere <laughs> in yeah. someone's basement <laughs> unfortunately or fortunately we'll see <laughs> so um this is like we say um based on a comic book and uh, you're a comic book fan so with that in mind would you recommend this film Oh, um, that's that's a difficult question. Um, I have to say, out of the three Fantastic Four movies we've had, this one, the one from 2005, uh, or was it 2004? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. And the one from 2015. This one actually is pretty close to the source material. And that's one of the things it has going for it. Um, But... But uh, it's not really good. No. <laughs> so uh, recommend it? Uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's for a special kind of fan, uh, I should say. You mm-hmm. a comic book fan and a fan of bad films. Well put. Uh, is <laughs> <laughs> is is the people I would recommend this for. Um, but I will give this a plus for keeping fairly close to the source material. Uh, I agree, it does have that sort of uh, campy feel that comic books generally do. And I'm thinking like maybe a little bit older comic books um, Mm. when everybody isn't rippling with muscles. And uh, I mean, I have no idea what it's like today, but um, because I don't really uh, read comic books. But it does have that sort of campy sort of... um, You can clearly see who the villain is. And I mean, they're not trying to make it so that the costumes look practical in any ways. You know what I mean? Like they they really mm. look like it's very inspired from a comic book, like from the year it's released, basically. So I think that's kind of neat to see, actually. And it is it is entertaining. I, I apart from like the, a little bit in the beginning, um, I was a bit bored. But after a certain um, timestamp or what you want to call it, <laughs> uh, I, I was entertained the whole way through funny enough so uh, and Mm. i i haven't seen the latest fantastic four but i bet you i'm not going to be a fan of that (laughs) 
because I'm pity. It's much, so. Yeah, it's much darker than this one. Yeah. Uh, the, the most recent Fantastic Four ah, yeah, seems is, so dreary. Yeah. yeah, it just seems yeah. like a bad time, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and this was not a bad time, in my opinion. Um, mm. So, yeah. I'm sure there are people who don't know what Fantastic Four is about and who the Fantastic Four who 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 the characters are and everything so do you feel like maybe going over that a little bit sure sure um like Ebba says I I do read comic books uh but I have to confess I haven't read a lot of Fantastic Four comics uh, so I'm I'm more of a casual Fantastic Four reader but they are part of the Marvel universe and uh, some people would probably argue that it's uh, the beginning of the Marvel Universe, uh, when the very first issue of Fantastic Four was printed in, I think, 1961, if I remember correctly. And uh, we have the four main characters, uh, Reed Richard, aka Mr. Fantastic, who has stretchy arms and legs, you know, he can sort of extend his, his limbs uh, for, for a very long distance, mm. uh, which is a very unsexy Superpower, yeah, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> Not the best. <laughs> no. Um, the ladies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we have Sue Storm, uh, aka the invisible girl who turns invisible. And we have her, uh, her brother, Johnny, Johnny Storm, who um, is the Human Torch. Though there actually was an original Human Torch before this character, mm-hmm. but he's the modern version of the Human Torch. Uh, and lastly, we have Ben Grimm, a.k.a. The Thing, who looks like a... I wouldn't say a monster, but he, he has some... He, he doesn't look quite human anymore, and mm. this frightens people. Uh, and the reason for their powers is that... Well, the basic, very, very basic story is that they traveled out into space and was hit by cosmic rays and they got superpowers. And that is like a very standard superhero origin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then uh, their main villain is uh, Victor Von Doom, or, or just uh, Dr. Doom, I think he's also called, uh, who makes an appearance in this film as well, uh, who was a former friend of Reed Richards. And uh, now they're sort of enemies because Doom wants revenge and, you know, the basic stuff. Mm. Uh, that is uh, essentially who they are. Oh. Um, yeah. And um, this movie is like an origin story. So we get to see all of them sort of get their powers and the way that... Um, uh, <coughs> what, what's his name? The, the rubber man. Uh, ben Grimm. Yeah, no, no rubber, mm. not stone no? person. Ah, uh, Reed Richard. Yes, Reed. So Mm. him and his friend, uh, they sort of have an experiment going and it goes badly. And uh, Doom is sort of, I I think he is very, very badly wounded. He turns out to be sort of dead, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of dead, not really dead, but sort of. (laughs) Well, Reed believes he he, he has died. Yeah, exactly. So that's the main thing. Um, And then... uh, there is a, another opportunity to do something cool in space and they uh, do that and get their powers, like you say. So, And then it's basically them just fighting Doom and another character. 
So how about you get into <laughs> the aftermath of them getting their powers? <laughs> so um, they crash land back on Earth after having been to space uh, and they discover their powers and uh, is uh, of course surprised by this and also uh, a bit frightened by it uh, as, as you yeah. should be, I guess, or as I would be if I discovered I could uh, turn invisible. And then uh, they are pretty much captured uh, by the military who says, you know, well, you know, come with us and we're gonna investigate <laughs> this. Um, and one of the doctors who are investigating them uh, turns out to be in league with Doctor Doom. And, uh, you know, Doctor Doom wants all their powers and wants to take over the world and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and that is the plot for one of the villains. And then there's a second villain who is a little bit like uh, the mole in the comic books, but it's not the same character, but I can sort of see mm. there's a bit of an influence there at least. Um, though um, the guy in, the, in this yes. film, uh, he he is a jeweler, but he, he sort of lives underground with a bunch of misfits uh, and, and he's sort of in the same vein as, as the mole from the comics. Uh, and he kidnaps... Another young lady that's in the in the film, uh, a blind lady who I don't remember her name, but she is the love interest for uh, Ben Grimm, uh, aka the Thing, mm. uh, which was very little build up to that. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah. I mean, you could almost call that <laughs> awkward, right? I mean, their meet cute was not very cute. <laughs> no, no. Oh my God, no. <laughs> and then uh, Doctor Doom. Uh, figures this out and he goes to uh, the jeweler and uh, you know basically says well you know I'm gonna grab this lady here and and use her to um, uh, blackmail from Isaac for and, and yada yada and that's pretty much where the, the jeweler disappears from the plot yeah. he, he doesn't really come back after yeah. that so I was kind of wondering what was the point of having him as well because oh, it was so confusing because the movie had two villains, and I didn't really know what to focus on um, when I was watching it. But uh, yeah, so after that, you know, um, Doctor Doom has this young lady, and uh, Ben Grimm is of course upset by this. So Fantastic Four goes in and saves the day, mm. pretty much. And then Sue Storm and Reed Richards gets married. The end. Because apparently they like each other. Yeah, and their their romantic development wasn't exactly crystal clear either. <laughs> I mean, no. it, it, that their love story sort of started out with um, Sue Storm as like a young child. I don't know how old she was exactly, maybe like 12 years old or something, uh, mm. saying to her younger brother like, oh, he's so dreamy about Reed when Reed is like in his 20s. And mm. they sort of meet um, like just for a few seconds or something. Oh, he's so dreamy. So she's like had a crush on him since she was a child, which mm. is a bit awkward because when they meet for the second time, when uh, Ben and Reed are recruiting Sue and Johnny, they sort of stare at each other awkwardly. And Reed is like, <laughs> yes. you can, you, I mean, what we're supposed to read from <laughs> read from Reed's face. 
that's too much read um is that he's like oh wow sue is so beautiful she's a grown woman oh my god and it's, it's just a tiny bit uncomfortable i don't know i mean they're two they're all adults so it's fine just but just knowing that she has sort of checked him out since she was a kid is just a tiny bit tiny bit weird I think it was a bit more than tiny. Uh, Thank you, because I, I, I was cringing a little bit at that point. Yes. I was like, no. Um, I mean, to be fair, uh, Reed Richard and um, Sue Storm does have a relationship in the comics, uh, as does Ben Grimm with uh, a blind lady. Uh, the, her character is part of the comics as well. So... If you go into this as a comic book fan, you have certain expectations. And if that's the case, you will not be very surprised that Reed Richard and Sue Storm turn up, you know, uh, fall in love with each other. Um, you, you would sort of be expecting that. Mm. But if you don't and you watch this film and you're just like, oh my God, suddenly they all have the hearts for each other. That was, there was no build up yeah. to that. That would be a very strange experience. Um, but, but the characters, like... What's your opinion on, on them? There is very little character development in here, uh, unfortunately. But I think for the most part, the uh, choice of actors are pretty pretty good. Because they, they look and feel and act like the Fantastic Four, uh, in my opinion. You know, Reed Richard is the smart guy mm. and he has these... Um, patches of white hair on the sides of his face uh, which is very much that's like uh, signature Reed Richard mm, you know yeah. uh, in the comics that that's one of his characteristic things uh, and Sue Storm you know she uh, in the movie she looks she looks very much like um, 1960s Sue Storm I feel like they took a lot of inspiration from the original incarnation of Sue Storm and uh, Ben Grimm um, you know when he is the thing i think i actually thought that um special effect that costume that he wore uh looked fairly good for the budget they had i think so too i and and yeah you could kind of tell that they were happy with it because he got a lot of screen time i mean mm. i mean i'm sure that was already like in the script and everything but it was i mean he, he seemed to have been a favorite of the directors or something because he was on the screen <laughs> a lot um Compared to, let's say, Johnny Storm or... Yeah, and, and uh, Johnny Storm, you know, he is the more sort of younger, immature, impulsive character. And I kind of felt like he, that that was who he was in this film mm. as well. So uh, that is one of the, the better parts of the film, really. Um, I, I did feel, even though it is a very cheesy B-movie or even C movie, I would I should say. Um, I do feel like I am watching the Fantastic Four, a low budget version of them, but they are the Fantastic Four, and I appreciated mm. that. And also Doctor Doom, who you know he's ridiculous, uh, but he 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 really, uh, how should I say? Um, like he's just a classic villain. He, like he's so over yes. the top, and he has the right voice, and everything is just. It's so it's such a classic villain um, portrayal. Yes, um, and he's just hamming it up on yes. screen, and it, it it looks like he has he's having a great. Oh, I time, love so. I loved Doom. <laughs> I loved Doom. To be honest, yeah, it was great. <laughs> I had some minor issues with Reed, and I and that was actually the actor's fault. To be honest, because mm. 
there was a few moments where he was supposed to, I feel, just do something in his like physical acting, you know, uh, mm. that he just didn't do. And I, but there was one moment when Sue was in distress because she was being tortured by Doctor Doom, and they were all like stuck in their places because of something sort of. Yeah, I know. What yeah, you're you, know, about, you know, you yeah. know the scene I'm talking about, and uh, he's just he just doesn't look concerned at all. It's, it's almost like <laughs> blank, and I was like, I mean, that's the expression of a psychopath. Is <laughs> not a good look? Um, so there was a few moments like that, but I just felt like I wanted him to show a little bit more emotion because there was mm. just nothing, nothing. Um, however, his yeah, look, yeah. I mean, his look in general is great, I think. He looks very sort of like just, like you say, it's very sort of like, you know, with the really white streaks and the hair is really mm. 60s or whatever you want to say. Like it's it's mm. campy and it's very comic-y. And mm. I think that's kind of great. And I kind of feel like uh, they intentionally went for a bit of a 60s yeah, aesthetic. Yeah. Um, especially the, the uh, superhero suits yeah. that they have in the film. Uh, very reminiscent of um, 60s comic books. Oh, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, um, with the color and so everything. That, yeah. yeah, and, and uh, the design yeah. and, and everything. So I, I appreciated uh, those parts. I, I, just, I just really wish we'd seen it in better quality. Um, I would be interested to see this in, like... You know, just, like just a basic DVD version. Mm. <laughs> I'm not asking for like Blu-ray here. Just something that is better than what we have on YouTube right now. Yeah. But as I understand it, there are no actually original prints left. Oh, it's that bad. Yeah, oh. I believe. I pretty much. I haven't. Okay, so there's. you can read a lot about this film because, there's, you know, the whole how it was created is a whole story in <laughs> itself but as i understand it they were pretty much told to destroy the film completely and it was just one like i don't know vhs copy or something that leaked out and that is why we have it still today because all the original copies mm. have been destroyed which is unfortunate but well hmm. that's the film industry for you yeah i just i just feel <laughs> like it happens i just feel like they take themselves too seriously sometimes like who mm. cares if there's a bad, like, quote-unquote bad version of the Fantastic Four out there? In the, I mean, who gives a shit, to be honest? If mm. someone likes that and want to watch that, why not just... I mean, it's so dramatic. It's so over-the-top to just ask someone to basically burn their art mm. because someone's slightly ashamed of it and it didn't really intend for it to get made or whatever. <laughs> you mm. know, it's very... It's very dramatic. <laughs> like you say, that's the film industry, I guess. <laughs> Gotta protect yeah. those IPs. <laughs> I mean, pretty much it was that um, uh, the guy who was owning the movie rights for Fantastic Four, he was about to lose them because, mm. you know, they only stay for a number of yeah. years. So he had to re to produce the film by the end of 1994. Yeah. And he did. But then he was like... Yeah, let's not show it to every anyone. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is that I saw I saw some uh, like magazine covers where the actors actually did like promotional material for the movie, and oh. there's a trailer and everything. So I was like, why? why? Yeah, but, like, why put why put the effort into marketing if you're just gonna 
exactly. like sweep it under the rug anyways exactly. just be quiet about it Well, Linnea, I am absolutely dying to know which actor you would replace to improve Fantastic Four. So the premise <laughs> for this uh, question is you're in a time machine and you can bring any actor from any era to replace one actor in this movie. Who would you bring? <laughs> well, um, we have already talked a little bit about the actors in this film and sort of concluded that they look good for the part. They look like the Fantastic Four. But mm-hmm. as you pointed out before, uh, the performance of the actor for Reed Richard was perhaps not always as uh, desired. Mm-hmm. So I would switch out him and I would want uh, Bruce Campbell to come and play uh, Reed <gasps> Richard in this film. Oh my god. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, that'd be, that'd be so campy. That'd be... I know. Oh, right? it'd just be like any sort of one-liner and any sort of like anything just with his fa- Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you know I want to watch everything with Bruce Campbell. So, excellent choice. And he just looks... I mean, if we're thinking like Bruce Campbell in 1994, he would actually be perfect. Like, right age, like with his jawline and everything. He would, he would just perfect. It's perfect with those side side gray white things because it's basically <laughs> the look that he's rocking in uh, ash versus evil dead which mm. rest in peace because we only get three seasons so great show by the way i should totally watch that after this so just a tip there for you if you haven't already great choice great choice i too am replacing reed <laughs> with a different actor this poor actor. I mean, I'm sure he's fine in other things. Um, but I want to replace Reed with Tom Hiddleston. Ah. Yeah, it's not it's not the most imaginative uh, <laughs> replacement <laughs> like yours was. I mean, that was incredible. How how I mean, following that up is just I mean, it's you're set for failure, basically. So <laughs> you've already gone like the best. <laughs> gold medal so this is sort of like bronze medal i think but i think i think tom hiddleston sort of have, has this sort of like uh, almost like an aristocratic air to him he's very british mm. and i feel like you can really buy the idea of him being slightly stuffy scientist who maybe has a sort of a, like a shy crush on uh, on sue um, so yeah, yeah, Tom Hiddleston. Why not? But still, I just I want to watch the one with Bruce. So I don't really care about <laughs> my version <laughs> anymore. <laughs> well, it is kind of difficult to imagine Tom Hiddleston now since we already have him as a Marvel character in the MCU. That's kind of uh, why I picked him he, though. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, I'm sort of thinking. You know, he he has this very sort of thin look, uh, mm. and I mean this in a good way. Uh, and I think that might suit pretty good with you know reed richard's powers yeah. you know his his rubberiness uh, or his <laughs> his stretchiness um uh, if you did the special effects good then that might actually look pretty decent um because to be fair reed richard's superpowers are difficult to 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 make them look good on movies i think i don't know how, how he looks in the comics but i 
kind of feel like like you say um that it's a person that sort of needs to have this thin look to them mm. like they you could almost imagine them stretching out their limbs and because they're mm. already sort of stretched in a way how about we do a round of bang bond blast what do you feel you feel it you ready sure yeah go ahead so bang bond blast is our version of fuck Mary kill in the same order and the selection the buffet if you want if you like the smurgs <laughs> board <laughs> is sue reed and ben Okay, so are we going off the characters as they are in the film, or can we include the comic book versions of them? Or? No, it's 1994 no. all the way, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just made that rule um... up, but uh, I think it, it, it makes for a more difficult choice, I think, at least. I don't know. But, uh... Well, I mean, they, they uh, don't have much characters at all. They, they're kind of one-dimensional uh, all three of them but I kind of feel like Ben was the most interesting out of the three uh, because he has a bit of an inner turmoil you know li- learning to live with his new appearance and everything so I think I liked him the best uh, which mm. means that I'm gonna bond him even though he seems to be someone who who um uh, looks to violence to solve his problems, hence why he is the thing. <laughs> I still felt like he, he had a sympathetic character otherwise, while Sue and Reed were kind of bland, both of them, in my opinion. But I guess I will bang Sue because she's kind of pretty, and then I will blast Reed because, my god, was he boring. <laughs> yeah, and I'm doing the exact same thing, because... <laughs> Everything you just said is exactly the same way I'm thinking. So, yeah, copy-paste that. It's exactly what I think. (laughs) I kind of feel it's a bit shallow to pick Sue to bang just because she's pretty and then last read. But I gotta pick, you know, I gotta have some motivation because... Yeah, well, I mean... Sue Storm was also really boring in the film. Yeah, I like Sue, Reed... Mm. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, exactly. Sue was prettier, so I mean, <laughs> gotta look at it uh, logically, objectively, <laughs> scientifically. Uh, sure, if you say so. <laughs> yes, I say so. And my word is the rule! <laughs> Well, it's all really interesting to talk about who we want to bang and bond and blast. (laughs) But I want to talk about, or more should I say, I want to hear why you think that Fantastic Four should win a Gordon. And a Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars. And you can make up your own category. And uh, if you're lucky, it'll win in that category. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I'm gonna give it to Gordon for uh, best superhero costumes of 1994. Um, not necessarily because I think the costumes themselves look good, but because they very much resemble the uh, old style comic book uh, costumes that I have. Um, we were sort of talking behind the scenes here uh, about the newer Fantastic Four movies, and we kind of concluded that the, the 2015 version are really boring costumes Ugh. and <laughs> the 2005 <laughs> version do look like uh, sort of a modern version of the uh, yeah, Fantastic Four, yeah. Four suits uh, but 
this one from 1994 is so far the only and possibly will always be the only movie where we will see the classic Fantastic Four costume uh, come to life. And I, I appreciated that. Yeah. And on, honestly, I think the way they look in the comic, if you were to just use like maybe materials that are a bit more expensive because the the costumes do look very spandexy and <laughs> yes. polyestery and you know not great but if you were to use like more expensive materials maybe layer it a little bit more just because things don't always translate really well if you just use like one layer of something so mm. just layer it use add a few more details at the seams and things like that i think i think it could look great and i really hope that they maybe draw a little more inspiration from the comics and <laughs> this movie then which is really weird <laughs> to say <laughs> but that that the next installment in the fantastic four um <laughs> I almost had to, I almost said de- debacle, but that's not <laughs> in the Fantastic Four saga, let's say, or or <laughs> their <Yes>. attempts <laughs> at Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four movie rights for them are now owned by Marvel again, uh, yeah, or yeah. will be soon. I think the uh, I think they're owned by now. Yeah, right? the yeah. signing is isn't hundred percent finished by now, but mm. it's almost finished. Mm. Uh, and to be fair, in their previous movies like for Captain America for example they have slowly been changing his suit and in his very first movie his suit does resemble more the classical Captain America suit and then in his Mm. newer films like for example in Infinity War it's a much more uh, modern looking suit he has so uh, they have been taking that into account you know the the different generations of suits that exist Mm. in the comics so I hope if we get the Fantastic Four in the MCU that we will see at least a version of these classical suits. Yeah, have fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that, really. Just have a little bit more fun with things. It's, don't take it too seriously. No. Yeah. I mean, when we do that, we get the 2015 version. And uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. Was, that wasn't very fun. Just throwing this out there, would you have any sort of recommendation for a double feature with this uh, movie or are you good the way it is? Well, I don't really have um, any uh, great recommendations, but maybe you can watch it together with one of the newer Fantastic Four films and sort of uh, compare and contrast the two. That that might be a fun exercise. I, on the other hand, kind of feel like you could watch this one uh, start of the evening with watching Fantastic Four from 1994 and maybe end the evening with uh, Tim Burton's Batman, mm. which is an excellent example of a sort of campy, very comic booky <laughs> adaptation. <laughs> and um, it's still a great movie and it's still one of the best ones, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, that that, uh, that sounds like a really good double feature. I mean, the two are the same kind of campy only that Batman of course had bigger budget and actually had some post-production <laughs> done to the film yeah, yeah and better <laughs> script and better actors I mean everything is better but they're still like you say they're, just, they're still kind of the same this campy more unrealistic sort of I mean who would say that the Marvel movies nowadays are realistic but you know what I mean like they're yeah. still trying in a way so yeah that's my that's my recommendation I guess mm-hmm. Or my double feature. So, I mean, 
sometimes we ask this question like should this be remade in 2020 <laughs> but as they're signing the papers um, you know who cares what we think it will be remade not maybe in 2020 but i'm sure in like before 25 i'm sure we will have a new fantastic four so yes I that's just my I, guess so. i think that's that's a very high potential that we would get a uh, fantastic four movie in the mcu uh, which i do want i would love to see that um because they have done some good work i think in the marvel universe to keeping things serious when they should be serious but also keeping that sort of uh, sparkle in the eye you know yeah. being being very cartoony when the the when it, the movie calls for it and and, and Definitely. humorous and comedic and all that so i think they can make uh, a good version of fantastic four and i'm yeah I'm looking forward to seeing it uh, so, listener, have you seen Fantastic Four from 1994? Uh, or maybe you've seen the other Fantastic Fours, uh, regardless of which, uh, we want to hear what you think. Uh, so go to our Facebook page uh, at Star Crash Podcast, where you can share your thoughts uh, and also give us recommendations for future episodes. Uh, join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about uh, another epically bad film, which is <laughs> Hercules in New York. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.